One out, nobody on. The payoff to Murphy. Left-hand batter, strike three call. To the knees and right down the middle of the plate. But down, Murphy. Some games go on for a long time. This one's still going on in my mind. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Autobot Podcast. My name is Justin Viver and I'm joined as always by Chad Young and Niv Shaw. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be a little special. We're going to be doing a series of team case studies. Um, we solicited uh, members of the Autonew community, um, asked for their team and league information if they wanted us to discuss on this podcast. We're basically going to dive into a specific team within the context of that league, within the context of their roster and give our opinions on whether that team should buy or sell or hold, and maybe even some possible moves that they should make. Um, so in some ways, this is going to be sort of narrowly focused on the teams and leagues that we're going to be talking about. But at the same time, we hope that some of these things can sort of give you a general overview. We talked in the last episode, sort of a general trade deadline strategy. Now we're sort of doing a a more specific application of those same thoughts that we gave uh, in the last episode. So um, anything else you guys want to add before we roll into this? No, I'm uh, super excited for this. I think it's going to be kind of fun. I, I spent so much time evaluating my own teams, but like when I evaluate my own teams, I'm sure this is true for everyone else. Like I'm in my own head, right? Of course right, I like all these right. guys. <laughs> I've signed them. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's fun to sort of look at this from someone else's perspective and, uh, Hopefully, we're going to give some some useful advice. I think it also helped me rethink some stuff on my teams. Like, if I were being this objective when I looked at my own team, would I make all the same decisions I'm making? Yeah, I mean, your your comments right there made me think of two two quick things I want to mention. Number one is Chad is definitely geared up for this episode because if you could see our episode notes, she he went he to really town. Did. It's like a. a <laughs> I mean, it's a manifesto of of the things that he thinks uh, should happen, and which is great because he did probably more than seventy five percent of the prep on this episode for us. So, um, the other thing I wanted to mention real quick is that whole point of when it's somebody else's team, you kind of have a different perspective. You kind of have more. You can overcome that inertia sometimes that you have with your own team, um, and I have definitely found that to be true because a lot of my path towards having multiple auto new teams was taking on reclamation projects, claiming teams. And to me, one of the most interesting and exciting parts of doing that was to look at a roster and immediately go, well, all these guys got to (laughs) go because I wasn't invested in them. I didn't have an attachment with them because it wasn't my roster. I didn't add them. Um, And it's sort of freeing to do that and then say, well, you know, because a lot of times you have 40 people on your roster, 40, 40 names that you like. Obviously, that's why you have them on your roster in the first place. And so sometimes those cut and trade decisions can be more difficult when you already have an attachment to, to the players that you have on your roster. So, um, all right. The first, the first league we're going to talk about is league four, uh, 493. Um, it's the I 70, I 64 league. It is a Fangraphs points league. Um, and the specific team that we're going to talk about is, uh, the name of the team is we love Joe F and Kelly. Um, obviously that's, that's a very topical team name. Um, and, uh, you know what, Chad, why don't you, um, why don't you go ahead and, 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 and kick things off here if, if you want to, uh, what, what are your opinions? How do you want to start approaching our drill down into these, into these? So I think, you know, to start off, I try to look at where is this team and in the standing. So this is a, this is a fan graph points league. The team's in fifth place. Um, they're also fifth in points per game and fifth in points per inning pitched. But there's only really two teams that are ahead of them on pace. Um, there's there's a couple other teams that are ahead in either points per game or points per inning pitch, but behind enough on the others that this team's really ahead of them. So they're really trending sort of third. And so I think there's a real opportunity for them to improve um, and, and, and go for it this year. Uh, when you're that close, right? You're in the top three, like this is your opportunity. And so then it becomes a question of digging down next level and going, okay, where are their weaknesses and where can you improve? Uh, and there's a glaring glaring issue on this team, I think. Uh, at least it was glaring to me. Um, if you go look at the at the bottom of the lineups page, you can see that production per position. And it'll tell you the points per game by position for a points league team. 
they are getting 2.28 points per game from their util. Uh, and your, your util bat, this is supposed to be your, like your second big first baseman. Maybe, you know, maybe it's an actual utility guy like, uh, Nelson Cruz. Um, this team is getting literally nothing out of that position. Uh, and that is, um, on the downside, like you should be getting production out of this position. It's a problem if you're not on the upside, man, is that easy to fix? Go get literally anybody, like any big bat at any position can solve that problem for you. Yeah, and 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 specifically, it looks like they really only have one um, first base, and really only one third base as well. So they don't have that sort of double up. Um, while I I will often have one first baseman, one third baseman that I'm slotting in my lineup, and then usually one of each as a backup, with one of those being my designated util on most days. Um, it seems like they're really lacking that option. So I'm assuming they've been running a lot of their sixth outfielders and four fourth infielders in in those in util spot and which probably explains very much why that uh points per game number is so low um that's definitely if if they're going to buy if they're going to look for for avenues of improvement i agree that's absolutely one of the first places um that they can improve their their roster dr- dramatically um, i actually even saw like even we can talk about trade targets a little bit but even looking at some some free agent opportunities. I think there's a handful of free agents out there that would make this team better. Um, and we have to start talking about cuts, but I think there's a list of guys they could cut too. And so I think there's some some moves this owner can make, this manager can make uh, without needing the cooperation of anyone else in the league <laughs> immediately that, that, would, that would improve the team. Yeah. And one thing before we, we've, we start talking about this some more that I want to mention is that I feel like in the last episode or two, Chad and I have sort of been at odds with our opinion on whether to buy aggressively and how much to factor in sort of the rest of the season projection. And and he's been in more in favor of the idea of buying aggressively because this is a high variant season and, you know, just, just go for it. And I think this is this first case study we're talking about is a stark example of that. I'm sort of on the other end of this. I think this particular team should sell. And if they don't sell, I think they should just hold tight. Um, mostly because, yes, they're they're not that far out of it right now. They do have paths to improvement. But my issue is, if I were to recommend this team to buy, I'd want to see the teams in, ahead of them being teams that have really overperformed. In this case, I don't think they have. The team that is first right now, I have as third on the rest of season surplus calculator. The team that is second is first on the rest of season surplus calculator. And the team that is third is fourth on the surplus calculator rest of season. So I don't like that the teams ahead of them look like they're strong teams and not teams that are just overperforming necessarily. So to me, that's what's informing my opinion here that they should think about selling um, and, and at the very least, maybe just hold, like don't buy or sell. And if you get hot, you can, you can, maybe you sneak up into the top three or whatever, or, or you're competing for first or second. But I don't know if this were me running this team and looking at that league, I wouldn't be buying. Um, how much of it is, but, uh, sort of the roster construction up to this point for you guys? Like how much of it is what you can use to buy with? Uh, on this particular roster that I mean that's part of it he this roster does have some prospects and and the types of prospects that I would be totally fine moving um Trevor Trevor Larnack Shane Baz DJ Peters Tyler Freeman I mean there are players on this roster that I think at Jason Dominguez here as well um that other teams would covet if they were selling um so I think he could leverage those to to make some buys but i think i would focus if i was going to buy with this team i would focus on only selling those sort of i, I hate to say middling because that sounds harsher than i mean mean for it a couple to, but years out those sort of yeah further away maybe lower rostered I, some of these names are, are names that i don't really see in a lot of other leagues so i didn't check uh roster percentage for these names but um i would move some of them maybe but i wouldn't i wouldn't move I'm trying to look at like what what he has that's truly a, a good surplus assets. And that's the other part of this is 
you're you're buying, but if you were, I mean, I don't. What what would you? What was your suggestion here, Chad? If he was going to buy, what were you suggesting that he sell? I think you're muted, Chad. I think it's a it's a good question. Um, I think a lot of the guys you named are are guys that I would I would be happy to move if I were him. Um, I think that. I don't. I don't think there are any prospects on his team that I would be uncomfortable selling. Um, I think. Yeah, that- but if you're if you're looking to acquire future talent, like which of those prospects is turning into Freddie Freeman? Like if I, I just out of I pulled the name that yeah doesn't make sense in this particular example, but like what uh, what are you buying as a seller? Right. So I, a couple things. One is. I don't think we know. I don't know enough about this league or about the other owners in this league, managers in this league, to know. Like, like as an example, I'm very high on Trevor Larnock, like very high. Um, I would trade a a non keepable utility bat for him. Um, obviously, it depends what else is going on, who else is buying, what else is out there. Like, that's interesting to me. If I were this this manager, I think I would be looking at what I could get for Zach Plesac. Um, I think Plesac's had a, obviously a great start. We don't know when he's going to be back. I think if you're going to trade him, you need to do it in a deal where you get both a pitcher and a bat back, even if it ends up being Plesac and Larnock for a, a pitcher who replaces Plesac the rest of the way and a, a legit util bat. That's a solid trade to me. And I think that's a trade that this this manager can make that other managers would be willing to do. Um, there isn't a ton on the trade block in this league, so I started to poke around at like what else is out there. Uh, I was mostly focused on bats, but like Otani is on the trade block. I think Otani would be a great addition for this team, uh, and maybe you can do Plesak and Larnock for Otani in an arm. That seems like a deal that could happen. Um, I, I think- would go back in time. Remember who bid $1 on Jason Dominguez in the auction draft? where you snagged them for $2 and I would address that team immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you could also like, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing now Dansby Swanson as well. Like I, they have a, well, though Bregman is hurt on this roster as well. So that complicates things about selling a shortstop. So, I mean, maybe, maybe even Bregman becomes that piece, right. Where he's a non-traditional target for a team that's rebuilding, but is still probably worth keeping for sure at $42. Um, so, and they're not helping this team right now. So they could be, a, that could be a player that they, that they try to sell um, and get another improvement at util or, or shore up the middle infield as well. But um, it's just, to me, it's tough. I see assets like an, an eight to $8 Mike Trout, a $55 Max Scherzer, um, even a $37 Charlie Blackman. To me, those are those are players that scream at me that I I let's see what I could get for them um, because I think I could get a lot um, and I would at least consider doing that. I would at least put out feelers to say, look, I might sell, I might buy. Depends on maybe maybe the offers are so good in one direction that it sort of pushes. That's a really you that's a really decide. good call. You can uh, really reach out to the eleven other teams. And see what collection of talent can I acquire in one direction or the other. That's a really interesting play here. You know, just seeing where this team is sitting in the standings, it it's a really tough call. I understand why uh, why the manager of this team uh, re- like wanted us to look at it. Like this guy's got some interesting choices to make. Like this owner has some interesting choices yeah. to make this year. And and there's definitely talent there yeah um and they're and, not and mean, a little bit inflated by some of these guys having nice starts right so like but not so much that you're like well not the house of cards scenario that you were talking about in the last episode so let me let me throw something else out there though with this team is when i look at this team one thing i don't see is as currently constructed a super bright future um the guys who are who are carrying this team trout blackman Scherzer um, are are Grinky is on are there. mostly not young. They're mostly expensive. Uh, other pitchers, Grinky. Um, so I I don't see 
a situation, Bregman's expensive. Even Acuna, who I think is very keepable at $39, is not cheap. And so it's not like I'm looking at a team here where I'm like, man, you sell this year and add a few pieces to that and you're golden for the future. Um, I'd get... I, I, that's where I think you, you get aggressive this year. Try to win. This is your yeah, chance. This is, this is you're, almost you're, a one last run type of team. Yeah. And you're going to be in a rebuild next year, almost for sure. And then you start to get questions in the offseason. Do you keep that Trout? Do you keep that Scherzer specifically to go back and sell them early next season and, 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 and kickstart a, a stronger rebuild? Maybe. But I think right now, like you're right there. You're trending third. This is a chance to go for it. And I don't think... I think you've got prospects that are far enough away that you can move them, get value for them right now. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, like I said, maybe you can move a Bregman now. Maybe you can move a, uh, a Dansby Swanson now. Maybe you can move – maybe Will Myers has some trade value and you can do something with him. Um, I, I think there's some opportunities here for this team to make some noise. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I like I said already, I I don't think I would make those same choices. Um, but I I will admit that I have a bias towards looking at the anchoring of of the projections. And if the projections aren't favorable, it's it's tough for me to move off of that. So. I also think if this team has some opportunities to improve through free agency, but we talked about that bit before. But look at the free agents in this league. Um, if I were managing this team, uh. Austin Slater, Rio Ruiz, and Travis Shaw are all guys I'd be looking at right now. They're all out there waiting to be picked up. Um, guys like, like if I could get Slater and Shaw Ruiz and get rid of Brett Gardner and Carpenter or Fowler, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, in terms of the pitching, like I have, I, I've, I've, cut Matt Boyd in a number of places. I would cut him here too. I don't think Tuki Toussaint's going to really put everything together. I'm not a huge Musgrove fan. If Lugo's a reliever, I'm very happy with him. If he's a starter, like we'll see. And you look at the free agents there and like I think he can improve his bullpen a lot. Matt Foster, Tyler Matzek, Ryan Presley, Scott Barlow, all names out there of guys who are either pitching a lot or pitching really well or both um, who would improve his bullpen. Um some starting pitchers as well. I mean, I just think there's there's some names out there of guys that this this team can improve. Some of those are changes, by the way, that even if you go Justin's route, even if you're selling, ditch Carpenter, ditch Gardner, ditch Fowler, ditch Lugo, ditch Musgrove, and go get younger guys cheaper who have some upside and and start to like uh, a guy like Taiwan Walker. Um, and I'm not going to butcher his first name, but Eliezer Hernandez, Eliezer Hernandez, the, the Marlins pitcher, has pitched really well so far. Go grab those guys and see they're either going to supplement you buying right now because you're not losing anything by giving up Musgrove, who's hurt, or Boyd, who's terrible. Um, and maybe there's some upside in there. And so they either help put you over the top this year or give you a kickstart towards the future. Yeah, just to rapid fire a few names here. Um there's also that look like currently free agents in that league that are in the majors that could help you and could provide future value. Uh, Kevin Crone, who just got called up, Isaac Paredes, who just got called up, Danny Jansen's a free agent in this league, Mike Talkman's a free agent in this league. Um, you know, th- those are the handful of names in the, that are free agents in that league that, that stood out to me that you could sort of do it both ways. You could add them as as now help and also add them as future help as well. So uh, I'm I'm. I'm All more right, why compelled, don't we... just what, the last thing real quick, I'm more compelled by the idea that you're looking at a rebuild in 2021 either way. Um, oh, yeah. Justin's projections uh, are more often going to steer you in the right direction, but you're looking at a rebuild and there's so many names out there. I, I think I would save the rebuild until 2021 and try to and not start it early because it looks like it's going to be a multi-year process anyway. And, and as I sort of mentioned before, it depends on the offers. I wouldn't sell at all costs, but if if you get something that's compelling, I would consider it. Um, but yes, you can absolutely make some of those. What do we got? We got two buys early and one season, so. cautious sell. But I think all of us are a little bit cautious on it. Is that? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a tough call. I, and I think Justin's advice of like be opportunistic, right? Tell people you're willing to go either way if they pay you enough to do it. Um, and especially, yeah, that's good. And I think those teams that are ahead of you in the standings, those two teams that are trending better. So forget the two teams that are ahead of you but have worse rates. The two teams that are ahead of you and actually ahead of you in terms of their points per game and points per inning pitch, like 
see if one of those teams is like, I don't want to fight this team trying to come back on me. So I'm going to just pay up for Trout or I'm going to pay up for Scherzer. Maybe you, maybe you spring something great that way and maybe it makes it worth it to just do it. But so I think that I, I still think you're going to end up better off buying than selling. But I think Justin's advice to just go out there for both. See what, who's going to make you the better offers. Is it a buyer's market or a seller's market? That we don't know looking at it from this perspective. Um, and if it's a if it's a buyer's market, uh, then you should buy. And if it's a seller's market, then you should sell. Right, exactly. That's and that's, that's the only good thing about being in that sort of middle range um, of options is that you can take either path, whichever one looks like it's the better path. But that a lot of that's going to be informed by by what trades are available to you. So I would just communicate and reach out and say, look, I could go either way. So compel me to go in one direction. And I, I bet there are some teams that might that might do that. So, all right. The next uh, league and team we're going to talk about is uh, this is League 920. Uh, the league name is 27 outs away. It is a four by four league. And the team is the Northfield Boxes. Um, I, I'm going to sort of make a statement and then I'm going to let Chad carry it from there. This team should sell. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't mean to be so blunt. I guess I do, but it, this is, to me, this was the clearest cut that this is, this is a sell situation. This team is um, sitting, I mean, they're sitting eighth all right now. Right. Right. And I don't know when they first reached out to us, if maybe they, they, they've backslid a little bit. Um, I think they, I think they had a, when they're in days, post, they said they were sort of sitting far back. I, I think the thing that's interesting about the teams, so four by four, it's a Roto league. They right now have 33.5 points from slugging on base and home runs um, out of a possible 36 from those three and only two from runs and only 11 from pitching. Uh, and the gap in yeah, runs they, is seems to be heavily driven by the fact that they are way behind the pace in games played. And it, in Roto, that's sort of less important than it is in points. In points, you have to fill out your games. In, in Roto, you don't always. But that's it. I mean, they've, they've got to catch up on that, and they've got to improve their pitching. And, and I think for this team, if I were, gonna, if I were going to buy... Uh, the only reason I would do it is if over the next week before the deadline, without making a trade, I'm able to make up some of that game's played gap. Because I look at their pitching and like, I think they're pitching. They have, you know, Jack Flaherty's been good. Luis Castillo should be better than he's been. Chris Paddock should be better than he's been. Maida's been good. Stripling, I'm, I'm not really sure what to make of. Denelson Lamette's been great. Sandy Alcantara should be back someday, right? Um Hopefully, yeah. You know, Matt Manning may be up at some point. Like, they, there's enough there to start to piece together how this pitching might turn it around. They they, they traded uh, Trevor Story, uh, $25 Trevor Story, uh, six days ago, as of when we're recording, for uh, Moncada and a $5 uh, Lamette. So, Got it. Oh, so, interesting. So it seems like uh, they might be in the middle of selling a little bit. Well, that's a little bit of a retool, right? I mean, they've got... Maybe the, a retool. Yeah, yeah, they've got Tim right. Anderson as your starting shortstop now, which is not really a downgrade, at least as the season's gone so far. You still have right. Ian Happ at second base, and then... Like, I really like that trade, actually. Like a rise like... bouncing back. I, it is a nice trade. I think that they've they've improved their team, uh, their long-term outlook, without really taking that big a short-term hit, potentially. Right. Right. I and agree. they fixed them. They they're, they're starting to fix an issue, right? I mean, the, the pitching for this team is an issue right now. And, well, I mean, it is, but they really do have a. I mean, they have a considerable pitching staff. I mean, it really is very bright. Um, I think the hitting is what is really is going to undo this team. Um, I will say that not only are they running lower on games, but they're also behind the innings pitched minimum right now um four by four has not just a maximum on any pitch but actually has a minimum as well where in well what is it in a, in a, in a full, full season, season? Be 12, yeah, i don't even remember 1250 1250 innings and this year it's 460 i think that's right yeah yeah i think it's 460 and they're they're running behind that pace right now so even if they'd have to make up uh those innings to even get credit for Right. The pitching rate, which they don't really want category points right that they now, have right now, anyways, given the way their pitching is performed. So well, let, I, me, let me ask you a question that's almost directly from the forums where uh, the manager of this team uh, suggested their team. 
They have a $47 Bryce Harper. Uh, he mentioned that he would like to, or sorry, they mentioned they would like to keep that player uh, for a long-term piece. $47 Bryce Harper is a, a pretty nice priced Bryce Harper, but uh, not, a, not a huge value, not a huge value. What would your recommendation be given that? Like, I mean, this team is sitting in eighth right now. They have 45 and a half points in a four by four. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if the question is buy or sell for the season. I think the question is, what's the nature of the sell-off? Um, the retooling trade of Trevor Story for Moncada and Lamette sort of gives you an idea like, of what that uh, owner is trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great move. But I, I think Harper, you have, I, I, I know you want to keep Harper, but I don't think you can. I also, small I, I agree. note on this team, their total salary, they're, they've used... Uh, so much free money. That's very true. little money. They have two hundred and fifty-six dollars in cap. Their salary. There's some cap penalties on top and loans and stuff on top of that. But they have. They only have two hundred fifty-six dollars. That's a really salary. good point. So yeah. if I look at this team, I, and interestingly, I think one you know one reaction that would be like, oh, plenty of money to hold on to uh, Harper. Hold on to Harper or yeah. But I actually, look at the other way. This team is going to go into the auction next year, and they can buy whatever it is they feel yeah, like they I mean, need at the auction. You can get they Harper back no is the thing. If you are sitting there with $209 and uh, 39 I mean, it's not going to be that, but like 30s roster spots uh, used, like 10 free roster spots, like you will be the person who decides what everyone goes for. Right, and there's and other that is a powerful place to be. Yeah, right. So, right. so they're gonna they're gonna have money, and so I look at this team, and it's like, like I said, if you start to make up a lot of ground in the next week, because it is still a little volatile, you could you could think about buying. And I think there's a bunch of prospects in this team that I don't really, I, I think are well used to buy if they chose to do that. Um, I, to be perfectly honest, guys like Brandon Marsh, Nolan Gorman, JJ Blade, like I like these guys. Um, Bruhan, I'm not as big a fan of, but uh, those guys, Bobby Witt, who I think is pretty far away, I might look at whether or not you can buy, I'm doing my air quotes around buy, a keepable player for those guys. Is there somebody selling who would give you a guy who you look at and go, yeah, this you know, $23, whatever it is, this $23 player is, is a keeper at 25 next year. If I could trade like Wit and Blade to get somebody who I'm excited about keeping next year with the money that this team has. I think there's an opportunity to 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 buy in that regard with an eye towards next year. Um, but I I think it's gonna be really hard for this team to get back into the mix. Uh, and I don't think I know they want to keep Harper. I wouldn't. I would trade him. Yeah, I would trade him and yeah, I, and take that money and get Harper back next year at the same price. Harper or his equivalent, right? Or equivalent, yeah. And or, and it's right. actually a really fun spot to be, even though you're not you're not going to have uh, the best prospect system or the best farm in your league, and you're not going to have you're not you're probably not going to be able to get back into competing this year. But having that much money, like it, it looks like a really nice spot to be in for what your future considerations are. I, I, the other thing I wanted to mention is contrasting with the first team we talked about, I do see a lot of like major league surplus keeper ass, you know, t- players on this team. Um, they do have, and not just pop up guys, but, but some quality, uh, players and, and prospects as well. Um, so I think, I think Chad is right. I think you can make some creative moves where you're, you're buying a little bit, but I wouldn't be targeting really overpriced players. Maybe, target someone maybe you can go out and get Jordan Alvarez from the owner from the you know the, the team that's not getting anything now and then he's out for the year and that's a great call he's a I still think that's a great keeper for the future maybe you can get I don't know what Bregman is, is salary is in this league Jordan some, something, Alvarez some, in this league is eight dollars uh there you I go. would trade I, like I would trade Harper and like three four other pieces with Harper to sit on an $8 yard on Alvarez. Yes. So would I absolutely. So would I, unfortunately um, he's on a team and, and below so in the rank. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be tough, but <sighs> too bad. <laughs> I, I think that that league that, or that trade that Niv already mentioned, I think something like that, a creative, it's not just a one-sided buy or sell deal, but a creative deal that, you leverage some of your strengths on your roster right now to shore up some other weaknesses. I would not be selling players that are clear, you know, future pieces for this team right now. 
I wouldn't be doing that I it, because I don't think the outlook is rosy enough I, to I love, consider doing that. I love that, sitting. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at the financial overview right now, and you're sitting $52 less base salary than anybody else in your league. You, I, and, and you're holding a really expensive Bryce Harper that you're going to dictate what his price will be at the auction next year. You've, if you just keep them and cut them at the at the keeper deadline, um, like I just love that position. I think that's like a really fun place to be, especially given the other pieces. Yeah, and I think looking at this team, and you're talking about like having keepable pieces. I look at their roster for next year and start thinking about what their lineup could be on opening day next year. You've got a twelve dollar. He'll be fourteen dollars. I'm going to cite this year's salaries, but a twelve dollar Luke Voigt as your first baseman. You've got half at eleven dollars at second. You've got a four dollar Tim Anderson as your shortstop. You probably need a middle infielder, but then you've got a sixteen dollar Yon Mancata as your third baseman, and your outfield. Again, leave aside Harper. Assume you do something else with Shinsu Chu, um, who, who's having a rough year, but. I still like Willie Calhoun, who you've got for $6. You have a $6 Dylan Carlson, a $5 Ramon Lariano, a $4 Joe Adele. Uh, you may or may not get help from uh, Brandon Marsh at some point, but you've got a start of a stellar offense there that but you didn't you that costs nothing. You didn't even mention the one you, you didn't mention the $1 Jesse Winker. I don't even who's there as well. I don't see a $1 Jesse Winker on this roster. Am I looking at the wrong roster? Unless, unless I've got an artifact here on the oh, there it is. calculator. He's just is, buried. He's so yeah. far down. He is below Marsh, Blade, Brett Phillips, and Edward Olivares. So I just didn't see him. I don't yeah. know what. I don't know what the story there is. Is this a vote off league? I don't know how there could be a one dollar swinger. Keep him. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. And he was one. You know, somebody had him. He, he was a dollar auction. He went up to six dollars. He was a four dollar player last year. Went up to six. He was cut February seventeenth. That's an interesting yeah, time for like a cut. A, I wonder if there was a new, a new manager, manager that came then, in and then made cuts. Oh yeah, the salary on the cut says zero dollars. That's a that's a penalty free cut. Yeah, so that's that's a penalty free cut. And it looks then, like they had. I don't a, know who manages Chico's heroes, but they're kicking themselves right now. <laughs> and then their auction must have been April fourth because that's when he was won for a dollar. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the point $1 is, like, dollar this Jesse is, Winker is looking and that great. That entire group of guys that I just mentioned. Let's see. It's that's like twelve, twenty-three. So cheap. Thirty-five, forty. It's like sixty bucks of players, and that's an offense. That's a solid offense. And so you're going to need to add pieces. They're going to need a good util bat. They're going to need a good middle infield bat. But you could spend fifty bucks on each of those and still have only spent less than your offense budget should be. So uh, to me, I think that that's the right focus. Forget Harper. See what you can get for him. Don't try to keep him. There's no reason to keep him. He's going to be $49 next year. You can get either Harper or something like Harper for the money you've got um, at the auction next year. I would I would just go for it here and, and, and or go for the sell here, including selling Harper, and see what you can get. Um, the other thing you could do is is leverage that free cash that you have and put that out there and say, look, I don't have to take a full loan. Like you could you could buy a par sort of twenty, thirty, forty dollar player that's priced not great but not bad. You could buy them and maybe just one of these minor leaguers and and some cap space would be enough to to get that done. Um, I I would think about something like that too because that's that's. That free cash is an is an asset, and they sh- this team should be using it as much as possible. Um, if there's future injuries and there's players that are cut because they're out for the year, I would be very aggressive about you know claiming and reauctioning some of those names too, um, because it's even though the trade deadline is is August 31st, you still have a month to make claims to to start 48 hour auctions to um, stay active in that way, and I would still be active even if. You know, you're not able to make a trade anymore. There's still player movement that you can take advantage of, um, especially with a lot of cap space. Um, and and real quick, like we, we mentioned in the last one, the free agents in this league, there there are definitely some interesting prospect names. Um, Forrest Whitley is a is a free agent in this league. Jason Dominguez, who is very very far away, but is also a very hyped name. I don't know the context of this league. I don't know how often teams are aggressive in buying you know, in acquiring minor league players that are far off, but he might be worth an ad. CJ Abrams, Taylor Trammell, Austin Martin, all free agent prospects. Some of those guys, um, I think one of the interesting things for this team is 
you could go out, you could bid as much as you want on any of those guys. If you yeah. win them for more than you're happy with, shop them. Maybe someone will buy from them or because there's going to be teams out there that would love to get those guys and don't have the cap space for them. So buy them and see if you can trade them that way. And if you can't, you'll cut them and you'll have eaten into your $90 in cap space without missing a beat. Um, and I do think there's, and the, there's some the, other, there's even some major league players I would go after too, I think. But I think uh, we, we talked about Austin Slater in the last league. It appears he's a free agent in more leagues than I realized. I, I think he, he's been really good this year and I'm, I think he's worth targeting. Um, I don't know about like, you know, Robbie Grossman's been good. Kyle Seager's been good, but they're not super exciting for the future. Same with a guy like his Drupal Cabrera or Travis Shaw. Maybe you pick them up and see if it allows you to trade someone else, but I, I don't know. Uh, Garrett Hampson's a free agent. Um, he's been leading off. He can. He's really. He's a solid play at home. He plays a lot of positions. Uh, if you could get him cheap, um, and then again in the in, in the pitching, you know, we talked about Taiwan Walker um, in the last league. Uh, Colby Allard's a name that's a, a free agent in this one. Merrill Kelly. Like these are guys that like they've been. They've been good to you know decent to good so far this year. If they put together another four or five good starts, all of a sudden they they play themselves into being really interesting keepers as back of the rotation pieces or trade pieces for this for the off season. And so I, I would go out and like use that cap space to grab guys like that. Um, you know, move on from Shed Long, from Helsley. I would move on from Weaver and Gibson. I would move on from Mercado um, if I could get some of these other guys. Yeah, and not only is Hamson a free agent, but Brendan Rodgers is a, is a free agent in this league yeah. as well. So hey, you need middle infield help hey, for the future. That, Go get Brendan Rodgers. Right. There's there's very little downside. You you have the cash, and you have, you know, there are some cuts on this One roster. One day, Brendan Rodgers will be old enough that the Rockies will play him ahead of a prospect, and then <laughs> Brendan Rodgers will be great. But Rodgers thing is a great example where like. Go go bid what seems like an obscene amount. Bid fifteen bucks on him if you need to. If you win him for that much, he's either going to come up at some point this year, kill the ball, and be worth keeping, or not, and you'll cut him, and you won't miss the cap space in either case. Use that le- like well, he was use it. Wasn't he just called? Yeah, I think or he's just sitting mistaken? on the bench. I, if if I remember oh, correctly, okay. he's with the team, but they're they're just. They're just they're rocky. They're rocky. <laughs> I think we talked about this before the season started. The classic Rockies. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on from that. <laughs> All right. Um, our third and final team that we're going to discuss is I, I love the, te- the the league name. It's the Harry Carey Memorial League. It's League Nine Fifty Three. Um, it's a Fangraphs points league, but it's also a head to head league. Um, there are two divisions of six teams, and then it's a six playoff team league which means that each division winner makes the playoffs and gets a bye. And then there are four wild cards based on record and then total points being the tiebreaker. If, if teams are tied, um, this team to me is a clear front runner. They're currently, uh, four and two and they're in second in their Sorry, division. Just not to interrupt the, you, but the team we're looking at is the balking dead. Is yes, that not? Balking. No, I'm just making. I, I don't know you, if you, you didn't say the name. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mention yeah. it. Okay, I thought maybe I was giving. No, no. We're talking. We're looking at the all, the, all of your analysis is wrong, Justin. You looked at the wrong team. <laughs> sorry, I, I said I didn't <laughs> no. tone that in the wrong way. But yeah, the okay, Balking yes, Dead. The balking. We, we got to shout out the team name, the Balking Dead. Yes, it's a good um, name. It's a good league they, name. It's a good team name. It, it is a yep, good name. Absolutely, yeah, it is. I agree. Um, so. They are four and two. They're behind a team in their division that's five and one, but they're currently beating that team this week in the in the head to head matchup. And it looks like both of them are going to be six and two after this week. Um, and Balking Dead has the tiebreaker advantage because they are also leading the league in points scored right now. Um, I, it's to me again. I already said it. It's a clear front running team. Surplus calculator gives them the clear advantage. Number one with over $600 in value on that team right now. Um, it's a very, very strong team. I would be buying. Um, I would be buying to shore up uh, pitching specifically because I think uh, they have some gaps there. And in, in terms of having enough starters to, to pitch, um, I think you had a note, Chad, I, that it's a 10 game start per week cap, which is pretty hefty. I mean, you really need a lot of starting pitchers to, to make that. 
uh, cap every week. And it's very important that you do as much as possible. Um, and I don't think they have enough pitchers yeah, right now. I to actually, agree. I, I did. I did have that note. I'm going to go back and double check the league settings now just to make sure I'm not a crazy person. Um, yeah. Per week game start cap is 10. And this team, I think I counted eight starting pitchers. I really like, which, you know, most weeks in theory should be enough because a couple of those guys should have two starts, but you, you can't count on it. This year has been such a weird year with games being canceled and stuff like that. Like, I think you kind of want to have like 12, at least 10, but maybe more like 12 starting pitchers to really feel good about this. And like looking at their, their rotation, their, their ace, at least in terms of salaries, is Strasburg, who they've got nothing from and who knows if they will. I think you sort of have to assume you won't at this point. And then they've got some good pitchers. They've got Clayton Gershaw. They've got Denelson Lamette. Um, Jake Odorizzi has been pretty mediocre this year, but I think is a, a reasonable bet. Uh, Shane Bieber is good. I, th- I think we can we can confidently say Shane Bieber is good. Uh, <laughs> wow, way to go on a limb, Chad. <laughs> uh, Giolito, uh, McCullers has hasn't really been as good as I thought he'd be, but has still been fine. Um, so let's look like, a little I, bit at what uh, what the manager of this team is asking. Um, they certainly are aware that their pitching has uh, is good, but not um, not at its optimal situation, right? Uh, but they're uh, worried a little bit about the four and two start, which I think Justin acknowledged and addressed. Um, and they're wondering like what they want to do. Do they like, do you build? And this, this team is asking like the right questions for a head to head league with playoffs in 2020, which is, yeah, I'm in good shape. And yeah, I think my team's the best, but I still don't have full confidence that I'm not going to be, that I'm going to lose or beat out variants, right? Just simply the variants of 2020, um, and so do you position yourself like, cause he also is sitting with like some interesting future value at the end of his roster. Right. So, so what do you do? And I think in this situation, like, I, I think Justin basically already hit the nail on the head. Like you have to buy, if you're this team, you have to, because, uh, you're underperforming and you're the best team in the league and you have like a brighter future than you've had up to this point. Um, but I, but I do, I do wonder about like the the, the ask specifically about Lindor versus Bregman, uh, and like how how they should think about their middle infield going forward. I wonder if you guys want to talk about that for a second. I mean, going forward, I think your challenges here is like Bregman might be a keep at at forty one next year. I don't think you keep both of them, and I don't think Lindor is the answer. Um, I I would love to think he is, but I Bregman's a better hitter. Um, and, and since he's going to get to keep a shortstop eligibility, if you're keeping either of them, it's it's him. Um, you may find yourself in a tough spot with keeping either of them, depending on how things go, which is part of the reason I think this year I'd be aggressive about buying. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think this team... I guess I'll say this. I don't think either of those guys is such a great value that you need to be worried about them as the future shortstop for your team. I think if Bregman's your shortstop next year, that's great. I think if the best thing for you to do is trade him or, or even you know, move on from him, if you have to cut him because you need salary cap if he's not going to be back, I don't think we're at that point with him yet, but if it gets there, um, I don't think you're... I don't, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about the long-term value with either of those guys. Does right. that answer the question, you think? <laughs> I think it sort of does. I think you know when, when you're thinking about like how to both deal with the variance of this year but n- and not put yourself in a total corner for 2021 like there's certainly like questions to be asked there that are valid i think if you're talking about a 41 dollar uh lindor and a 39 dollar bregman in a league that doesn't do regular arbitration but does the original arbitration of the vote offs um like i wouldn't worry about being stuck in a corner you're not going to have a problem in which you don't have any kind of option as shortstop next year. Even if you end up cutting both those guys, uh, and you get produ- like you have to cut Bregman sometime. It turns out he doesn't come back, and we have to cut Bregman mid-August, and to give yourself some some flexibility. And then Lindor just isn't a forty-three dollar player for you next year. Like you just go back and get him for thirty-six bucks, thirty-seven bucks at the auction, right? Like you're not going to put yourself in such a hole. And given the rest of the roster construction and given that, like, you're almost certainly cutting uh, 
$45 Strasburg, I hate to say, but I mean, that's almost certain certainty at this point. Um, and you haven't gotten, you haven't had the full extent of a Mike Clevenger uh, yet, but there's upside for him for the second half of the year. Like, I, I just think you're in, I think there are definitely interesting problems that can be found in this format, but I don't think your team has them. I think your team has a lot of, a lot of great, a, a great situation overall, I would say, because it's not yeah. only this team is built to win this year, but it, it looks, it looks to not have, you're not hamstrung by some $60 player that like, you're like, well, I really have to go all in this year. Right. No, I agree. I mean, even the, the, the higher salary players on this team are mostly still yeah. good prices. I mean, the only exception might be Strasburg, be, depending on this, this hand nerve right. issue, the carpal and, tunnel. And that, that only makes it, um, I mean, like he's a little expensive, but he's not. And and Chris Bryant, yeah. thirty four dollars. Chris true. Bryant would That's be true. would be a, a definite. Um, yeah. So it, uh, one thing important to remember, just real quick, Chad, before you go into it, uh, it's it's important to remember that you you are not losing position eligibility this year for any player. So when you're thinking about the Bregman, like I, I know you specifically called out, they specifically called out Bregman in the in the forums for Bregman versus Lindor. You're not losing shortstop for him. I, I don't know how many games he's played this year, but it doesn't matter. You're not losing it. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're concocting how you want to plan for the playoffs. Yeah, it's a good call out. I, I think the the thing for this team right now, I'm I'm a little, uh, I think they need to use their trade block differently, because <laughs> um, I think if they're going to buy, I think there's some players like I I think Torkelson's a guy I would consider moving if I could get a piece that really helped me now. We talked about Trevor Larnock on another team, and I think he's another guy this team has. Yeah, I would get um, Chris Bryant off that trade block. It makes the people think that you're not interested in actually... Like a $34 like Chris Bryant. Bryant, Braun, and Chu are just like... And, and McCutcheon, for that matter. Like I look at those guys in your trade block, I'm like, what is this guy trying to trade? What is like, he trying to pull on me? Right? Right? Like, like, McCutcheon's been terrible. Chu has been bad and is old. Braun has been bad and is old. Like I just, I don't know. And I look Chris at those Bryan guys. Chris Bryant is famously having a rough year, so uh, you have to show value some value, Bryan, right? It's like your best, right. your best bet on Chris Bryant. You want to get value for Chris Bryant? Hope he starts hitting again, right? Yeah. That's that's where you're going to get value from. Or you have like a free seventeen dollars right there, you right? Know? Or yeah, but I think like trading Yates makes sense if somebody wants to to buy on Yates. I think. Um, I would look, like I said, I would add Torkelson and Larnock to the block. Um, it looks to me, I didn't actually do the counting, but it looks to me like this team is pretty deep in the outfield, and so there might be an opportunity to trade an outfielder, but I'm not, I, I could be wrong about that. Um, no, that that's absolutely right. That was one of the notes I had. They, they have a lot of depth in the outfield, so if they could do a two-for-one right. there, you know, take take two of those to upgrade. Wait, Chad, Chad, what you're saying like aligns really well with our previous episode, talking about uh, how to approach trades, right? Like, when you are engaging with the rest of your league sort of broadly with a megaphone that the trade block is, right? You're not talking individually with people, but you're sort of setting the baseline expectation of what it is to talk to you. You have to show people that you're willing to give up some future value for what you're looking for now. And if I see McCutcheon and Chu and Bryant, like, man, those are cuts. Those are cuts right now. Like, those are cuts if I trade for them or not. Like, so... I. You know, highlight Yates, highlight Torkelson, highlight the pieces that uh, if you were selling that you would be interested in buying. Uh, when I see McCutcheon and Chu, I, I, it, it, it starts to feel a little bit like, uh, is this guy trying to pull something off on me? Like, I know that guy's not hitting. I know these guys aren't hitting. I think the other thing with this team that we haven't talked about yet, because we talked about the rotation, we've talked about the lineup a bit. Uh, this bullpen to me for a head-to-head points league needs help. Um, Taylor Rogers and Trevor May are totally fine at the top. And that's hope that can be found, right? Yes, 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 for sure. Like, I like Gratterall, um, uh, especially because I think he has a lot of long-term value. Presley's only been okay. Yusmero Petit, to me, is not valuable at all. Like, he's a six-point per inning relief pitcher. He used to be valuable when he used to go, like, two, three innings at a time on the regular. But now he's in 14 games and thrown 10 innings, and, like, they're not particularly great innings. Um, they lost Yates, which hurts a lot. Um, but there are there's some guys out there. Uh, Scott Barlow, who I mentioned earlier, has just thrown a ton of appearances. I think he's in, made like 15 appearances or something like that so far. Um, Dylan Floro and Evan Marshall also among the leaders in appearances. Uh, you add those guys, and you can get you know 
three relief appearances per week out of each of them. It's a huge gain. Um, Romano and and uh, St- Staumont, Staumont, I never pronounce that right. Um, Romano with with Toronto and Staumont with the the Royals, like they've been really really good. I think that this team needs to upgrade um, at least one, if not two, of their current relievers and add at least one, if not two, more relievers. Um, it's just th- th- there's there's value being left on the table in in a head to head where where I, I can't imagine this team is getting the multiple relief appearances a night that you'd like to be getting out of a head to head team. Like you should have five guys in every day, ideally five guys who didn't pitch the day before, um, to to maximize your opportunity to get innings. Uh, I, I would go after and see what you can do there. Um, and, and those guys I mentioned are all free agents. Those guys are all you can all go pick up. Um, I also think there's some offensive free agents you can pick up that would help a lot. Um, I, I feel like a broken record on Austin Slater, but I would go pick up Austin Slater. Um, I, I would go pick up uh, Dylan Moore, who's a free agent in this league. Um, and then I think we need to address the elephant in the room, which is why is Dominic Smith a free agent in this league? Oh, man. What, what is going on in this league what? that nobody's picked him up? Because I think that that was the first thing I jumped out when I looked. It was like, for the love of God, just go get him. Like, right. Just go pick him up. It doesn't even matter. I don't even care if you don't need a... You could have seven first basemen and 30 outfielders and nobody else on your roster, and I would still go pick up Dominic Smith right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there's something a little funny going on in this league because I'm counting... Looking at the surplus calculator real quick, I'm counting eight players that have 90% plus roster percentages that are currently free agents in this league just missing dominic smith is rostered in 98.6 percent of leagues he's a free agent brady singer 95.9 he's a free agent randy dobnak i know he's not exciting but in a head-to-head league when you need starts you know and he's he's rostered in 95 percent of leagues um dylan moore who's been raking for the mariners and has eligibility everywhere which is very helpful in head-to-head because you need you don't have to worry about games caps you just need to fill your lineup every single day he should absolutely be added um, the other name that, that Chad didn't mention of all the relievers he did mention, the one he didn't, is Jalen Beeks. Um, the biggest thing in head-to-head is to get – you're concerned with total points more than you are concerned about the efficiency of the innings for the relievers and even for the starters for that matter. Jalen Beeks has scored the seventh most points in Fangraphs points of any reliever in baseball this year, and he's a free agent. He shouldn't be. You need to add him. Yeah, he's not exciting, and maybe his points per inning pitched isn't going to be as stellar as some of these closers and some of these high-leverage setup guys, but he pitches a lot. Um, 10 games played, 17 innings, that's that's exactly what you want. And because those are predictable, um, when he's going to be in there, that we made this point when we talked about strategy earlier and we talked about relief pitchers um, in one of those prior episodes – he absolutely is another another let's player not, that I would be adding immediately. Let's not drag nine five three too hard here because a few of those guys are uh, have auctions ending on Saturday. There's a whole slate of auctions ending on Saturday, so um, maybe by the time this episode is up, uh, the um, you know Dom Smith and uh, Brady Singer are on rosters. But yeah, go get them. Go get you, know, you have free help. Yeah, Smith and Singer are being auctioned right now. Devin Williams is being auctioned right now. Um, I would have bids in on all those guys for sure. Um, I think that they're they're super interesting. I, Smith in particular, more like you said, is just crazy important for what he's capable of bringing to a, a head-to-head team because you can play him everywhere. I, I think the, the names you mentioned starting pitcher wise that are free agents and singers up for auction right now. You mentioned Dobnak. I, they're not names that inspire a lot of confidence or excitement for me. And I think that's more if I were buying, if I were managing this team, that's where I'd be buying. Um, Zach Wheeler is on the trade block. He's not necessarily the most exciting name in the world, but you don't need the most exciting name in the world. Um, there's, you know, it looks to me like a, like a Kenta Mater or a Kikuchi might be someone you could pick up in a trade. Um, I would go after some of the, some guys like that because if you could get a solid sixth starter, not sixth starter for a major league team, sixth starter for your team, like that'd be fine. You just need more innings. Um, I think that's the big thing. So go get those top relievers. Go get relievers who are throwing a lot of innings. Get yourself a couple middling starting pitchers who you're comfortable using but aren't necessarily relying on, and then at, like bid up more and and Smith if you can. And I think that team's in in really good shape. 
Yeah. And if, if, with all these, if you, if they did make all these ads that we're talking about, I would have no problems cutting Bryant or Strasburg. Um, especially Strasburg. He's, he's probably not pitching again this year. Um, so, and I don't know that he's going to, you're going to get a return if you tried to trade him. I think so. if you cut Strasburg to get the cap you need, and then guys like Kutch, Chu, Braun, uh, Disco, Disco, Tony Disco, Discofini, um, Petit, like there's a bunch of guys there that you could just send away to make room on the roster. If you cut Strasburg to get the cap space to bid, bid big on those guys. Um, and I would be big on those. Like your team is good. It is knocking on the door. He's absolutely right to realize that playoff variance in fantasy baseball can be a mess. And so you you're never you're never gonna completely outrun that variance. But this team actually has a chance to put itself far enough ahead that it that it might. And, and I would I would go at that. Yeah, and like I said, in a head to head, you want to leverage filling your lineup every single day, and you want to leverage getting total points. Um, you know, you want starters that go deep into games to give you total points and you want relievers that, um, you know, those multi-inning relievers can be as valuable as a, as a closer. So, um, you know, the, the other thing that I want to mention with this team too, is we, we haven't really mentioned it specifically, but the, the playoffs are going to start soon. So, um, the trade deadline is actually on the same day that the playoffs start. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see that in head to head leagues where there may be some moves being made right literally the day that that you're in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think the other thing that this team might want to focus on is it's it's so much more valuable to get the buy to win the division, um, and that's another reason why I might say buy rather than hold um, because if you can win this division and get a buy for the first round of the playoffs, that's incredibly critical in a league with this kind of play playoff format. So um, to me, again, clear by, I would, I would shop Torkelson. I would shop Larnack. I would shop uh, even Gratterall and, and puck. Um, yeah. Those are all guys I would keep too. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying they're not good keepers, but see what you could get um, and, and maybe make some improvements. Um, you don't really need them in some ways because it is a very strong team, but really sort of leveraging those those unique aspects of head to head um to give you some advantages f- for the playoffs. So that's really what you're doing. Like in Major League Baseball, there's teams that, you know, they trade for relievers and things and and because they're focused on or, you know, improving their their top three um because they're in their rotation because they're focused on playoff performance. So all right. I think that's enough. I think we've we've covered it. Huge shout out to everyone uh, who uh, suggested their team and was willing to let us go through this process for them. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I want to. I didn't. We didn't mention it already, but I do want to mention um, their names. So the first team was we love Joe F and Kelly. Um, that's Bennett Harmon on the for, on the community forums is the one that that uh, runs that team. Um, the Northfield boxes was another forum uh, request that we had from Steve INLC. Um, and then the last team was, I know he's on Slack too, but it, he made the request through the forums, H.A. Uh, Higgins, uh, that runs the Balking Dead. Um, so thank you for everybody else. We got we got a number of requests, actually, more than we, we needed, um, which was great because we had a lot of options to choose from. Um, and we, if this is something that, you know, this type of episode, we'll probably do again because I think we... We had generated some good content and we had a lot of engagement from from people that were interested in uh, having their teams discussed and their leagues discussed. So, uh, all right. Uh, if there's unless there's anything you guys want to add, I think we can wrap up this episode. Uh, as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.